Hi, this is Robert Classy. You're listening to TV Confidential. The Robert Show has enough time to tell you that Sesame Street 50 Years and Counting is now available both as a two-disc DVD set and as a digital download from Shout Kids Sesame Workshop just in time to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the premiere of Sesame Street in November 1969. Sesame Street 50 Years and Counting is a five and a half hour compilation of songs, celebrity appearances, new and classic segments with the Sesame Street Muppets, never before seen outtakes, and a whole lot more. Sesame Street 50 Years and Counting, available now both on DVD and as a digital download through Shout Kids, Sesame Workshop, and our friends at Shout Factory. Our second hour will include replays of our conversations with Ken Osmond of Leave it to Beaver and Kathy Coleman of Land of the Lost. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we take a look at this week in TV history. On November 10th, 1969, Sesame Street premiered and it is uh, the longest running uh, children's program on television. Well, well, in a lot of respects, it made the... Um I don't know whether it made public television possible, but it certainly made created a lot more awareness of public television than, than people may have realized. Yes. Yes, I think uh, for big for, statement. Yeah, I, I would say that's fair to say because you know for certain people, educational television and kids television, they kind of see the the same thing. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily think of a Nova or a Carl Sagan or. Uh, I, I think even now more, it's you know people will focus more that uh, this is what the kids should be watching. They don't necessarily see you know the cultural uh, benefits that public television has for those of us of our age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very sad because there's so much to be gained from the PBS stations, and uh, and also exposure not just with shows like Sesame Street, which was intended you know for inner city kids, mm-hmm. hence the look of the set. To teach them numbers and colors and, and, and the alphabet. Kids that may not have had access to preschool. Exactly. And uh, kids, you know, that uh, may have not had uh, as much uh, parental supervision because mom and dad are both working. So, you know, they can get a lot of this information and using uh, the techniques that Madison Avenue established because uh, Joe Gantz Cooney discovered that, you know, kids will sing the beer jingles. And so why not use those same techniques to teach kids, you know, things that they need and and, and help them out as they're going to go into education so they're not suffering in kindergarten because they don't know the difference between blue and green, for example. And I think it was a benefit, but I think uh, it also benefited uh, those of us who grew up in more middle-class upbringings. You know, the the set didn't really matter. Uh, what what mattered was what, what you were watching, what they were teaching, and I think it did really benefit us on many levels. Can I add, nobody argues that uh, Sesame Street was instrumental in teaching so many children how to read. How many people worldwide did it help learn to teach English? I think that I, I don't know if there's any sort of uh, tabulating system because Sesame Street did... Uh, not only did countries have their own version, but oftentimes the American yes. version and that's what would I'm talking be exported about. Uh, to, to foreign countries. That would be an excellent question to ask Michael Davis. That We need to bring him Michael, back. Michael yeah. Davis, the author of Street Gang, the story of Sesame Street and the Children's Television Network. And this is a guy we, we, sh- we need to Children's get back Children's Television Workshop. Children's now Television Workshop, thank you. Sesame Workshop. Yes. Yeah, he... Uh, by the way, uh, if you... I would never say, you know, the audiobook over actually reading a book. But the audiobook is narrated by uh, Carol, Carol Spinney, Spinney, Big Bird. Big Bird. And who does a wonderful job reading the book. 
But something, and, and this is something I, I really want to focus on because this uh, November is the 30th anniversary of the uh, Goodbye Mr. Hooper episode. Mm-hmm. And in the audiobook, Carol Spinney pretty much recreates that episode with the voice of Big Bird in audio. And I have said this before, you can't watch that, and it's on YouTube, you can't watch that without welling up. Mm-hmm. If not, just out and out crying. And to hear it in the audiobook when he recreates it, it is very heartbreaking, but very, very necessary. And I think that brings us to the next level of what Sesame Street did. You know, it did cover other issues and approaching them and the fact that they had the inspiration and the bravery to say, we're going to attack this issue. We're not going to gloss it over because, I mean, when we were growing up, if an actor died, they went on a trip. Uh, they moved. You they know. replaced him. Yes, they, they replaced him. You know, Mr. Wilson, oh, his brother's moving right. next door. We don't know. We didn't know what happened to the other Mr. Wilson. Uh, it it was one of those things. Uh, Bill Frawley on My Three Sons, he knew that his time was short. He went on a trip to Ireland and was never brought up again. His brother moves in. Yeah, I'm 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 Bill's brother. Yeah, okay, great. Uncle Charlie, sit down. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, we never hear about these boys' grandfather again. And uh, I I always thought that that was a certain disservice, and uh, also a certain disrespect to children who are smarter than uh, many people give them credit for. And I think we would have learned something uh, because we had a generation, and it was just before us. When George Reeves died, it was devastating for kids because to them, Superman was dead. And whether they were having their morning Cheerios and that was on the headline of the paper that was brought in and parents had to explain what happened or try to explain to the kids or denied anything or tried to, well, just ignore it and hope that, you know, the kids will move on. Totally shield them from it. Totally shield them. I, I feel very fortunate that... I didn't have a hero die when I was of that age. For my dad, it was a, a cowboy named Buck Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, for kids uh, in more recent history, I think Steve Irwin was a, a really good example. This was something devastating. He's, the, you know, how do you explain it? And so I think it was very important that they explained it to kids that this happened, and they aired it on Thanksgiving so parents could be could be home to watch the show with their kids and kind of explain it. What happened? Because you know, kids. You know, grandma dies, grandpa dies. You know, you had to explain it to the kids. Grandpa didn't just take a trip to Miami and never came back. No, you, you had to explain it. So why not the characters that are in your home week after week after week? Why not have that explanation? Why not use those characters to kind of help gain a better understanding of of what's happening? That these things happen. I do remember like being four years old or so and. And Dan Blocker died. And I I had a little trouble understanding when, when grown ups would say, Oh yeah, Dan Blocker, yeah, he died and it's but it's like but he's still right there. He's right. on he's on the T V. You know, I had no idea that this was, you know, the syndicated show. Uh Sesame Street, by the way, was still showing Dan Blocker, Lauren Green and Michael Landon doing the alphabet. Right. And of course any time an adult walked by the T V, oh he's dead. <laughs> and it's, no, he's he's right there. <laughs> He's on a horse. It's, 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 so you, you're, you're already try, a little confused with that. And I think, you know, even as a uh, preschooler, I was already media savvy beyond mm-hmm. my years, but I still could not understand the idea that 
no, he's not dead. He's right there. It's, how can he be dead? But I, I think they really got, uh, got it right. And, uh, so, I mean, I will, I will have some video on the blog. I will warn people. This is very, uh, it, it's very sad. Yeah. Uh, we were, I was talking to some people who were not even around or they were babies when this episode airs. So they had a wonderful Sesame Street experience postmas, but they know who he was yeah. and they know he was important because also I think Sesame Street did something. The store is still called Hooper's Store. Mm-hmm. It's been 30 years, but it's still Hooper's Store. And every once in a while, uh, somebody will ask, why is it called Hooper's Store? And somebody will explain it was, you know, this friend of ours and he's not around anymore. And so I think it's very important that they don't try to erase no, it's a very, it's a very, uh, for lack of a better word, mature approach at handling sensitive subjects that that respect the fact that you know kids are not just kids. Yeah, they are aware of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, they did uh, an episode uh, post nine eleven that dealt with firemen, and obviously they weren't going to address nine eleven. Right, but they did uh stage a uh, an episode where there was a a small fire in Hooper's store and it scared Elmo and of course the firemen were very scary with all of their gear mm-hmm. their oxygen masks you know the, the the uniforms and all that that these were this was very scary and um so you know Elmo takes a trip to the fire station and to show what firemen have to do and and how you have to, you know, what you need to do in case there's a fire and who, how to call the firemen. And, and uh, you know, he gets to slide down the pole and everything. But it was, you know, a very important way to show, you know, that these are very important people and, uh, and, and that they do very dangerous work. And, but that was their way of, you know, addressing one of the, one of the issues. Mr. Rogers and uh, I think Sesame Street also would do PSAs yeah. about maybe not having the news on with the kids around. And I know they did that during the first Gulf War, and they did that post 9-11 and all that. And uh, they never said, you know, you shouldn't be having nonstop footage of the towers falling in front of the children. But they basically showed through Elmo saying, you know, this is a little scary. And, uh, you know, I'm a little scared by some of the things on on the news. Or, you know, he would speak in fir- you know, third person. Elmo's a little afraid. And they would, they would bring that out there. And... Uh, it's amazing. I think God, those things were probably more geared towards the adults to bring that up. Uh, Will <laughs> Lee, who was Mr. Hooper, yes, was a blacklisted actor, and actually taught some of the other actors, mm-hmm. uh, grown-ups there. Um, very dark time in our history. Uh, we're still talking about uh, writers like Dalton Trumbo and Spartacus. Uh, mm-hmm. Kirk uh, Douglas is uh, has a book, I Am Spartacus, and it's about the, the breaking of the blacklist mm-hmm. there. Uh, we, yeah, Bill, Bill Scheller talked about it Bill, a couple Bill weeks Scheller ago. Brought about it, brought, yeah. Also, he brought up uh, John Randolph, mm-hmm. who was our neighbor mm-hmm. for for many years and uh, always talked about uh, uh, his time uh, as a blacklisted actor. And, uh, you know, John Randolph uh, was probably, his height was probably slightly above my shoulders. And when they gave Ilya Kazan a Lifetime Achievement Award, mm. and I walked by him and I said, hey, John, how's it going? He grabbed my lapel and swung me around. Now, at this time, he was more than twice my age yeah. and uh, almost a head shorter. And he grabbed the lapel of my tweed coat and swung me around and threw me against the wall. He wasn't mad at me. Right. He was just <laughs> mad. Yeah. And he threw me against the wall, and I will clean up the language. Did you hear what those p- 
people at the Academy are doing. They're giving a Lifetime Achievement Award to Ilya Kazan. You know I was, and and just went on and shaking my lapel over. Well, I I, I think I still have some back pain from that. Yeah, I I can imagine. But, you know, this, this little old man who is, was one of the most charming neighbors, the most hospitable, kind to my mother, flirts with my wife. Constantly. Uh, and he is just enraged and, and, and taking it out on me. And, and, just, and uh, just because you happen to be there. I just happen to be there. And so, of course, you know, I'm not going to you know, resist or anything like that. And I, I knew the context yeah. of what was going on. And, uh, and the amazing thing is that Will Lee apparently was this threat but it's okay for him to be on a children's show. Childoftelevision.blogspot.com. Childoftelevision.blogspot.com. Also, storysalon.com. Donna's four-part novel series is now complete. Yes, it is. The last book, Fall Again Reunion, was published a few months ago. You'll see where the story finally ends. And to find out how the story begins and end, go to fallagainseries.com. Tony and Donna, we'll see you both next time. Next, next time. time. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential... This is who you're missing. Michelle Nichols. Adrienne Barbeau. Leonard Maltin. Joyce Bullison. Peter Onorati. Judy Norton. Robert Wagner. Robert Hook. Lee Purcell. Julie Bass. Rhonda Shear. Michelle Lee. Jacqueline Smith. Bill Antonio. Shirley Jones. And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Enter the coupon code CONFIDENTIAL when you sign up, and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a confidant. You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential Podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today. 800-712-8002. That's 800-712-8002. Paid for by U.S. Med. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. 
the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.